Welcome to Live Well, Be Well, a show to help high performers improve their health and well-being. This is an excerpt from my conversation with Guy Winch, whose TED Talk has been watched more than 26 million times. In this excerpt, we delve into the importance of developing emotional resilience and maintaining emotional hygiene. The link to the full episode is in the description. Tell me if this is wrong, but loneliness is as detrimental as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Chronic loneliness. In other words, it suppresses the function of your immune system. You have to remember, we Mm -hmm. are tribal animals. We evolved in nomadic tribes in which the tribe was our safety. We could survive within the tribe. We couldn't survive without it. And so the feeling connected was not just a psychological boon. It was literally survival. If you weren't connected to the people of your tribe, it meant that you were at the risk of being ostracized and therefore Mm -hmm. you're at the risk of dying. So people's sense of connection was highly, highly associated with feelings of safety, physically and otherwise. And when we don't feel connected, we have a lot of legacy of many thousands and thousands of years, which make us feel, you know, it's called, you know, the need to belong. When we don't feel that we belong somewhere, when we don't Mm -hmm. feel seen, when we don't feel connected, we feel in danger. Our body goes into fight or flight. Our body reacts as if it's under threat. Our immune system gets suppressed because of all the stress that we feel. And then we're more susceptible to disease and to illness. So yes, it's a big deal physiologically loneliness. And one, we completely disregard. People aren't educated about it. It's the most basic thing that we know. And we've replicated these things over and over. And the public at large still doesn't know it. And as I'm listening to this, I think that I I talk about a lot because of my own personal experience and the importance of me setting up um, my charitable organization called the BY Collective, which is about bringing everybody together because I think I really lacked that. And that was a sense of my own purpose was to come back and, and curate that because that's something that I really miss inherently. But as I kind of look at where we're evolving with AI and, you know, our cell phones, we're becoming less connected than ever before. We're not becoming more connected. We're becoming more virtually, electronically connected. But these are not actual connections. These are just, you know, if you have, you know, 500 people on your friends list, you haven't spoken to most of them in years. You know, it's not an active thing. It's more like, you know, like a collection of people to show your social worth that here, here people are following me, whether I speak to them Mm -hmm. or not. And excuse me, and I work with a lot of celebrities and they can feel very lonely as well, even mm-hmm. though they can just step out to the street and be mobbed by fans, it's not connective. There's not people who know them or who yeah. they know. So, so that is, is really important. And I had the great honor um, of being invited to speak at 10 Downing Street um, a year and a half ago and to talk with policymakers there about emotional health and what policies they could be enacting. And loneliness was one of the big things that I was trumpeting because I said, like, there is information we need to get out, mm-hmm. and especially to younger people. We, asso- we associate loneliness with the older generation, somebody in an old age home. Yeah. The, the loneliness um, is actually not, they are not the most lonely cohort, and by far, it is the 18 to 34-year-olds, you're smack in the middle, um, who are um, most most lonely and are feeling most disconnected. Remember, there's an expectation and a comparison to it, so when you look at social media and see everyone's curated amazing lives, and you're mm. in that moment not doing anything and no one's calling you, it feels much worse than if you hadn't had exposure to that information. So there's, you know, social media fosters 
loneliness, and especially when we use it passively and when we're feeling bad, we're not engaging with people on it, we're just scrolling voyeuristically, but that's going to make us feel like everyone's life is better, mine sucks. Completely. I mean, I could not agree with you more in that sense. And I think just because what we see someone is doing on social media, we forget to actually pick up the phone and call someone and ask them how they are or ask them what they've actually been up to because we think that we can see what their lives are on our friendship side. But actually, when was the last time that we spoke to our friend in a meaningful way? And I think that's such an important a important thing that I've really realised. Sometimes it can be quite a scary place also to step forward and create new friends or create new relationships. So what is your advice here for the people that might be feeling lonely or disconnected? Well, look, you're right. It's hugely scary. It's really terrifying to a lot mm. of people because you feel, again, so rejected. Not because somebody's actively rejecting you, but because passively it feels that way, because no one's checking in, no one's asking. If you think of what social media did, it substituted quality for quantity. In other words, you might be in touch with way more people on a superficial way, and so you'll be able to see much more of what's going on with people. But we are substituting that virtual connection for an in-person one. The fact that we are seeing people in person less and so that's more mm -hmm. connected. So it's not just that we are spending more time on our phones. We are doing that in lieu of seeing people personally. We're doing that instead of actual mm -hmm. personal conversations. And here's a question I get, which I just want to bring up because I get this extremely often. And that is, all right, let's say I see somebody in person. How do I have a connective conversation? And because uh, when we're feeling bad, we're going to go to the superficial, to chit chat. The small talk does nothing in terms of connection. Connective conversation means emotionally connective, means there has to be some kind of emotional vulnerability, some kind of mutual reminiscing, some kind of expression of hopes or dreams or feelings that gets reciprocated, something more deep, more personal. And you want to do that very intentionally with the people that you're close to in your life because that's what will make you feel close to them. It can even be a relationship mm -hmm. talk or a friendship talk about, hey, this thing bothered me, but I wanted to work it out because you're such a good friend. And that can be a tense moment, but if you resolve it well, when any dyad, friends, colleagues, couples, resolve conflict, it brings them well, it brings them closer. They feel more connected. So any kind of form of deeper conversation of vulnerability is connective, but you have to be intentional about doing it number one. Number two, we have this bias like I had with my brother of thinking they don't care. I'm not going to reach out because they don't really care. They would have reached out to me. Well, they have busy lives. Stuff is going on with them too. So um, it's not that they don't care. It's you reach out. You have to be proactive when you're lonely and you have to take leaps of faith. These are emotional risks and they feel risky because you're reaching out to someone and the thing that people have to be careful about is that you're feeling angry and resentful this is a good friend and and you can reach out and say like i haven't seen you in a month and what you can mean is oh i haven't seen you in a month but what it will read like to the other person is i haven't seen you in a month it'll read accusatory mm -hmm. and so that is off-putting and so saying i miss you let's catch up is much more inviting and it's very Dangerous to say I miss you to someone you're not sure misses you back. But if there's been a good history, if you've been close to that person, those are the risks you have to take. You have to be inviting and you have to get on a program of getting yourself out of this mental state because it's a dangerous, 
dangerous one. It increases the likelihood of an early death by 30-something percent over time. Oh, wow. Yes, it's dangerous. You need, and that's why I'm so appalled that it's not just the UK. There is no government that educates their populace about this when, wow, why not? It's not that complicated and it's hugely important. Thanks so much for listening. To hear the full episode, there's a link in the description. One last thing. I've created something just for you. It's a 30-day online course to give your well-being journey that extra boost. And it's totally free. Go to sarahammacklin.com to download it now. There's a link in the description. And I'll see you on the next episode.